I care about statistical scarcity more than positional scarcity. Have I killed fun? Yes. Uh, Podcast is going off the rails already. They're, they're pop-ups. They're not infield fly balls. These guys told you to get dip, not ERA. So wait for Kluber's sale, but pass on Robbie Ray. Hey, real quick, Scott's phoned about the humidor. And pick your milk for breakfast cereal. Mount Rushmore. Hope you are all rested and ready to go. Fantasy Baseball Today is back. It's Tuesday. It is May 29th. Happy birthday, Mom. Also, welcome back from your Memorial Day weekend. Hope it was great. I'm Adam Azer, and as you can tell by my voice, I did have a great Memorial Day weekend. And Heath and Chris, Creeth, oh, it's, it's Creeth versus Scam in the, in the For the People League this week. No kidding. We're playing you guys. You didn't know this? No. Yeah, we sure are. And well, good, good for you guys. We yeah. don't look at who's on the schedule. This is a big week for you, though. Get a chance to knock off uh, first place team. And you know what? You, you might laugh at where we are in the standings. We feel pretty good about our team, and we're off to a good start. So watch out for scam. How you guys doing? How was your uh, three day weekend? It was nice. It was a nice weekend, except it it's South Florida, so it hasn't stopped raining for about three weeks. So it rained the entire weekend, pretty much. I went on a brewery tour. On Friday night to Boynton Beach and t- toured three different breweries. And then it did stop raining for a couple of hours last night and I went to a free concert in the park. It was, uh, it was a really delightful weekend. I had my first taste of whiskey this past weekend. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is so exciting. We could just do a whole show on this. I what? thought what? fire was going to shoot out of my ears. It was awful. Oh my God. It was, uh, Johnny Walker Black, and I had a sip, and I th- I was in pain. How that did you people is, do this? That is adorable, <laughs> Adam. Well, I was at my best friend's wedding. We had a great time, and uh, let's get to let's get to fantasy baseball. So, the, so the truth is, I did go through all the box scores and I read all the recaps and all that stuff. Um, but I'm gonna lean on you guys today for sure, as I always do, but even more so because I'm sure there was a lot that I missed over the weekend. Uh, I see that Austin Meadows is still around. That's really interesting. I see that Alex Colabay is no longer a closer. Uh, and we'll talk about that situation. In fact, a lot of bullpen stuff to talk about. Ryan Tapera is only 16% owned. You might want to get him. He's got the last two saves for the Blue Jays. Uh, let's start with some standouts, guys. Hit me up with some weekend or Monday standouts. I've got one. Uh, how about Joe Musgrove? Who oh, yeah. <laughs> seven innings of shutout ball against the Cardinals on Friday. He needed 67 pitches to do it. And, you know, Joe Musgrove was someone when, you know, when he got called up by the Astros, when the Pirates traded for him, he's always profiled as more of a back-of-the-rotation guy. Uh, great control, but throws in the low 90s, doesn't get a lot of swing strikes. And then he had a shoulder injury to start the season. And then he comes out in his first start of the season. He's averaging like 95.7 miles per hour with his fastball. The last start he made last season, he averaged 92.8. That's a massive jump. That's, you know, we, we saw him be incredibly effective in a relief role, you know, kind of a, a swingman long relief role for the Astros last season. He was throwing 95, uh, out of the bullpen. If he's doing that as a starter, 
it makes him much more interesting than I think we gave him credit for. And he was already someone who needed to be must-owned in points leagues because of the SPARP eligibility. Right. RP eligible Joe Musgrove. All right, if you saw Joe Musgrove and Zach Godley on the waiver wire, who would you go for? Godley. Yeah, still Godley. That And this is the problem we've run into with a lot of starting pitchers. Is there's just there's a ton of interesting starting pitchers available this year. How about Joe Musgrove versus Marco Gonzalez? Musgrove. Uh, in points, definitely Musgrove. Because well, no. of the RP. Is Marco Gonzalez RP? No. No, he's not. I don't think so. Um... Okay, so, Heath, how about you? Standouts. Matt Carpenter, the hot streak we've all been waiting for. Seven hits in his last four games. He's been pretty hot since May 16th, but two home runs, two doubles. It's happening. What's happening? He's getting the the results that his batted ball data suggests that he should. And how good at this point do you think Matt Carpenter can be? A top 10 first baseman, a top 7 second baseman, a top 9 third baseman. Okay. You guys been uh, active on the waiver wire? Not particularly. No? Yeah. Who would you rather have? Matt Carpenter or Scooter Gannett? They, Carpenter. Are we, wait, wait. We said Gannett in the mic check. I thought we were joking around. Oh, no, I was. Uh, okay. I just wanted to continue the joke. <laughs> well, okay, well. It's not, it's not a very good Out joke. of context. Gannett. Just makes you sound like you don't know how to say his name. Yeah, Jeanette, uh, yeah, great weekend series. He's been really good for a while, but they were at Coors Field. He, he was great. Uh, he's hitting well. So what was the answer? Carpenter versus Scooter Jeanette? I'm still taking Carpenter. Chris? I would go with Jeanette. He was better last season. He's been better this season. I, I think Scooter Jeanette's just really good. Would you like to get more standouts or should we take a look at the most added list? I think the most added list would be intriguing. Let's do it. So uh, it's a lot of two-star pitchers, obviously. Like Adam Plutko. Adam Plutko is 52% owned. That did not work out. Uh, I would say that most, many of the two-star streaming options did work out yesterday, but not Adam Plutko. He gave up five runs in five innings against the White Sox. So you can drop him now? Yeah, I th- he might not even end up being a two-star pitcher this week because the Indians are moving their rotation back. And calling up a really interesting pitching prospect, Shane Bieber, who I think at least has a chance to be emerge the, as the number five pitcher. And be the team name Tuesday superstar. Like, are you yes. kidding me? Shane Bieber? Oh, yeah. You're right. So he does actually, and Mike Montgomery also made a start yesterday, and he's I think, has a chance to be the Cubs' fifth starter. But Bieber will come up. Bieber's numbers, I'll give them in a minute. We're, we're going to talk about prospects. Uh, They're crazy. I mean, the strikeout total isn't, but the walk total is completely crazy in a good way. All right, so Plutko won. Ross Stripling. Hey, how about Ross Stripling? I, I didn't get to take my on-air bow for that one. He had a great start against the Padres, which wasn't a shock. But he's 66% owned. Stripling has 50 strikeouts to nine walks in 41 and a third. And he has a 174 ERA. He has given up about a hit per inning. It's a little high. But um, is anybody buying into Ross Stripling, 66% owned? I'm not sure. Like He's not really doing anything different um, with his profile, so that's what's causing me some pause, I guess, on him. But, like, he's been pretty good in the past, too. Right, that's you know, the thing. The, he has been. He just hasn't been a starter. Yeah, so, I, you know, I think if he gets a chance, he he's worth looking at. It's just there's other guys on the most added list who I like probably even more. That's the problem I'm running into. Okay, so who do you like more than Ross Stripling? 
I like Marco Gonzalez more than him. I probably like Joe Musgrove more than him. I think I might like Daniel Mengden more than him. Daniel Mengden is kind of – it's not quite the same profile as Miles Michaelis because uh, Michaelis does get a lot more ground balls, but very similar in the way that they you know, work in the strike zone, don't get a ton of strikeouts, but they also limit free passes to in such a way that they – it's working for Michaelis. It's working for Mengden so far. It worked for him last year in seven starts. And, you know, at this point, he's got like 18 starts going back to last season with a 295 ERA. Heath, why don't you weigh in on all these pitchers here? Because, yeah, there are some good ones, okay? So Stripling's out there. Mengden's out there. Marco Gonzalez. Joe Musgrove. Now, if you're playing a deep league, they're probably all gone. They're they're 48% owned or more. But I'm going to guess in most of your leagues, at least one of these guys, Stripling, Mengden, Marco Gonzalez, Joe Musgrove, they're available. Um, what's your take? I don't really know what to make of Mangdon yet. It has been extremely encouraging, especially what he's done recently, but I would still put him at the bottom of the list. I would I would organize those. Musgrove would definitely definitely be number one in a points league. I will go I'll go stripling two, Marco three, and then Mangdon fourth, but th- there's not a lot of separation between the four of them. Okay. Stripling's start over the weekend was a great start. It was against the Padres. That was, you know, that was one of the main reasons I was starting him. But the start before that, six innings, one run, nine strikeouts at Washington, also very encouraging. So this week, Ross Stripling uh, has Philadelphia. Yeah. And then I then he might have two starts the following week. I think he will be a two-start pitcher the following week. Um, is there is there a, a total must-add player right now? Is it Mitch Moreland? He's 67% owned. I don't think it's Mitch Moreland just because we have enough of a track record that he can be solid, but he's one of those guys who's probably not going to hit enough against lefties to uh to be must-start. And he sh- he would be must-start if he wasn't already 67% owned, but at that ownership, I think he's owned in every league where he should be. And, like, Justin Bohr, I think, has pretty much the same ownership. I wrote about him in w- yesterday's waiver wire. He's been a top-12 first baseman since, like, he got off to like a miserable start the first 10 games, but ever since then he's been a like the number 10 first baseman. So it's hard to justify adding Mitch Moreland when Justin Bohr is available. All right, so I guess this is for shallower leagues, but how would you rank these three? They're all owned in about 65 to 71% of leagues. Greg Bird, Justin Bohr, Mitch Moreland. Bohr, Moreland, Bird. Bohr, Bird, Moreland. And let's throw Jesus Aguilar in there. Yes, why don't we do that? He's, he's 76% ahead of all owned. Them. Is he? I think him and Bohr are right next to each other. Aguilar, Aguilar has gone from being a lefty master to just being a guy that you need to be starting right now, and he's 76% owned. And I think he homered twice over the weekend. And Ryan Braun said, Aguilar is hitting so well. Keep him third and bat me fifth. And it worked out for both of them yesterday. Oh, actually, it worked out for Braun yesterday. I think Aguilar went at 0 for yesterday. Wow. What? He sandbagged his own team. <laughs> Um, how about Austin Meadows? Is 69% owned. He's on the most, most added list. Uh, you know what, guys? I think that Gregory Polanco could be the odd man out against lefties. They barely ever face lefties, but they did yesterday and Polanco sat. All three of those guys, Marte's probably gonna start every day, right? Um, but yeah. the, the other three are Dickerson, Meadows, Polanco. They're so, all left-handed, and the yeah. one who's been the absolute worst against lefties is Polanco. Yeah, I just – Austin Meadows has been red hot, and we can't entirely write that off, but he also had a long track record of being 
pretty mediocre in AAA. And, you know, the the scouting reports all still liked the tools, and maybe he's just putting it all together now. Or maybe he's just had a good 10 games, and eventually it'll settle in, and, you know, maybe it's just none of them play every day. That's possible, other than Marte, right? Yeah. Yeah, I meant Dickerson, Polanco, and Meadows. Heath, do you feel like you need to pick up Austin Meadows just in case he he lives up to the pedigree and becomes great this year? Or you know, I mean, he's close I, to again. It's kind of a similar situation. I, in a five outfielder league, I I was picking him up a week or two ago. I thought he could be a decent source of steals while he was up. He's shown more power than we expected, but I don't like. I think there is a chance that he stays on the roster and he plays four or five times a week. I don't think there's much of a chance that he just is out of this world all year and is just playing every day and takes Polanco's job. So I'm I'm not adding him in a three outfielder league. Uh, the other the other angle here is that Corey Dickerson uh in his last 16 games is batting 262 with uh no homers. He's got a 658 OPS. You know, maybe long term it's Dickerson that loses, but Yeah, I mean, he could get dealt. Polanco's been just as mediocre, so yeah, yeah. But I, th- I think the underlying skill set for Polanco is still better than both Meadows and um, Dickerson. So it's just a question of whether he can get going. You know, he's got a a 750-ish OPS with like a 230 BABIP. So I mean, it feels like if I if I kind of, well, I didn't make any ad drops over the weekend. Um, unfortunately, I just didn't have time. It feels like I picked a good weekend to not make that many ad drops. Like there, there's not like a holy yeah. cow. It actually was pretty. I mean, the Ozuna trade and the Hanley DFA is very interesting, but we the don't Ozuna have trade? Uh, uh, the uh, sorry, I was thinking of bullpen. You did that in the notes too. I did. Yeah, we, we were just waiting for you to say it before oh, we corrected wow. it. What's wrong with me? Because I was thinking the of Ryan Alex Tapera, trade. the Alex Colomay trade. Yeah, no, I mean, I actually think that Tapera is more interesting than anybody in the Rays bullpen, guys. What do you think? Yeah, right now I would say that's true. Yeah, I mean, we just don't know who it's going to be. Like, right. Johnny Venter's got the most recent save for the Rays, right? But he got a he got a one out save yesterday. Yeah, he's probably just going to be a lefty specialist, especially given his three and a half times having Tommy John surgery. So, um, <laughs> there's no obvious. I, I think Jose Alvarado is that the name of the yeah. the really hard throwing lefty in their bullpen. That's but the his guy. Are, that's the guy that everybody's picking up. He's on the yeah. most out of this. Jose Alvarado. He's 32 percent owned now. And there's Sergio, Sergio Romo, who's going to lead the league in starts, <laughs> but, but could, in theory, be moved to the back of the bullpen. I think he pitched in, like, the seventh inning yesterday. That's the thing, right? So it's like Mitch Moreland has been great. But as Chris said, we have a track record of Mitch Moreland just really not being that good of a hitter. It's mostly because he can't hit lefties. And we don't have a clear-cut guy in the Rays bullpen. So we didn't—those two very, very interesting news items— didn't exactly open up a must-own, must-start fantasy option, at no. least in our opinion. We'll no, see. not yet. Yeah, we'll see how the Moreland thing plays out. Um, all right, let's do some news and notes. But first, Seat Geek. I got I got in a little bit late yesterday. I wanted to go to the Yankees game. I'm glad I didn't. I mean, Verlander Erman. There wasn't a very good chance of a happy ending for Yankees fans there. Um, but if I had gone to the game, I would have used the promo code today, and that would have saved me ten bucks off my baseball tickets. 
on SeatGeek. And I've already used the promo code FANTASY, which saves you 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek is an amazing app. It's one of the best apps I have. I tell everybody about it. You want to go to a game. You want to go to a concert. You want to go to comedy. You want to go to theater. SeatGeek has to be your go-to app. Every purchase is fully guaranteed. You can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. And what it does is, you know, you put in an event. It goes out, searches multiple ticket sites, compares the prices, Finds the best deals. They've got a color-coded map. They've got grades on every ticket. And you can see where the best values are. And you can see just where the best available seats are. If you don't care about what how much money you spend, you just got to get to the game, get to the best seat, however you want to do it. SeatGeek will help you out, make it really easy for you. And the two promo codes are FANTASY and TODAY. FANTASY gets you 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. TODAY gets you 10 bucks off MLB tickets. So again, go ahead and download the SeatGeek app and either use the code FANTASY or the code today. You won't regret it. It's a great app. You will love it for sports, for comedy, for concerts, and for theater. All right, Reese Hoskins left after fouling a ball off his face. Should be fine. Uh, Josh Donaldson says his calf injury is minor. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, can we go back to the whole Travis Shaw versus Josh Donaldson debate? Uh, I still think it's difficult. Just, you know why? Just seeing what Donaldson did last year when he was being somewhat written off. And it, did he end up hitting 40 homers last year? Came close. Do you do you feel like like if Josh Donaldson reaches his absolute best, it's still better than the best of Travis Shaw? Yes, if he reaches his absolute best from the past, it would be. I not think not from the past. I mean, like what he what the best could be this year. I I don't know. He hit 33 home runs last year, but it was in 113 games, so it was like a over 40 pace. All right, I mean, fine. Shaw is at almost a 900 OPS with a 262 BABIP still. Uh, hey, I'm cool with it. Heath, I'm cool with it. Mookie Betts has missed two straight games with side tightness. Uh, that doesn't seem to be too serious. Ronald, Ronald Acuna dodged a serious injury as an MCL sprain. They're thinking maybe two weeks for Acuna. Meanwhile, they played a doubleheader yesterday. Ender and Ciarte led off both games against the Mets. Matt Davidson is on the DL. The White Sox called up Matt Skoll, who homered yesterday. We don't care about him, right? No. Carlos Martinez could be back next week. Alex Reyes going to start tomorrow at Milwaukee. Very excited to watch that. Shohei Otani could start tomorrow at Detroit. A couple of batting order notes. Glaber Torres batted fifth against Houston yesterday. They moved Didi down in the lineup. Uh, did say that Ryan Braun moved to fifth. Aguilar stayed at third. And Trey Mancini's been struggling. He was dropped to sixth in the order. Chris, Gene Segura is expected back today. What can you tell me about Gene Segura? Gene Segura is the number nine hitter in rotisserie fantasy baseball leagues this season, which I don't think – I'm not sure the name Gene Segura has been uttered since the shortstop preview episode. <laughs> exactly. And that's not like – he's just kind of doing Gene Segura stuff. Like this is who he is now. He's just really good. He had a big game. Did he have like a four steal game? Uh, no, something crazy. He did something? He had a. Oh yeah, he did. He had a four steal game on May fifteenth. That was probably the last time we said his name. But yeah, he's a yeah. little dinged up. He avoided a concussion, and it's Betts, Trout, J.D. Martinez, Albies, Jose Ramirez, Machado, Freeman, Judge, Segura. That's good company. Sounds there. about right. Yep, <laughs> batting three twenty four with twelve steals. Uh, Daniel Murphy's on a rehab assignment. Greg Bird's <clears throat> back. He started three straight games. Miguel Sano is back. He's two for 15 with a home run. 
He's coming off the DL. Sano has been started in 50% of leagues as of right now. Uh, he's had a week. miserable start to the season. Even when he's been on the field, he you know he's missed a bunch of time, but he's he's striking out like 40% of the time still. Yep. Yeah, and uh, seven strikeouts and 15 at bats, like 18 plate appearances uh, since coming off the DL. Franchi Cordero is on the DL. Hunter Renfro is back. Carlos Rodon is making his third rehab start, and Irvin Santana is making his second rehab start. Rodon is 44% owned. Santana is 53% owned. Who would you rather own? Rodon. Yeah, there's more upside there. Jose Altuve had 10 hits in a row, 10 hits over 10 plate appearances or maybe 10 at bats over the weekend. He's on fire. Um, what do you guys think about Mike Montgomery? Five and two-thirds scoreless innings, two hits, five strikeouts at Pittsburgh yesterday. Josh Tomlin has been a mess. Do you think Montgomery's worth owning in a deeper league? He's obviously RP eligible. He's 4% owned. Deeper league, yes. I am not very excited about him in a standard league. I don't, I just don't think there's any upside there. All right. Montgomery last year as a starting pitcher, uh, had a 4.15 ERA. 21 walks, 56 Chris strikeouts. Chris is stumped. We, we got, I've got a look of just complete and utter confusion. Sorry, you meant Tyler Chatwood, not Josh Tomlin, right? <sighs> Can we just start the show over? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not criticizing you. No, you should. Like, Wait, did Mike Montgomery get cut? You <laughs> should. Okay, no, no, no. Okay. You Tyler should criticize Chatwood me. has been miserable. Yeah, okay. That, yes. Okay. So, so I, the. I was confused. So here are the two stupid things I've done. I keep confusing Roberto Ozuna and Alex Colome. And I apparently just confused Tyler Chatwood with Josh Tomlin because Josh Tomlin could leave the Cleveland rotation for the Biebs. For Justin Bieber. That's not his real name, I know that. Who's going to pitch. Did uh, you tomorrow. have that first taste of whiskey right before the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, Tyler Chatwood has been oh my God. a disaster this season. He's been, like, the ERA is still under four, I think, but... Effectively wild. He might have more walks than strikeouts now, after his most recent start. Yeah, he's been he's been real bad. He so might have it, more walks than innings. That's how bad he's been. <laughs> it's like seven or eight per nine right now. 8.38. He does have more walks than strikeouts, but still more innings than walks. Oh, good for you, it's... Tyler Chatwood. Okay, and Russell Russell Martin, this is just kind of interesting, doesn't matter. He's played shortstop and left field in their last uh, three days, three games. <laughs> and D. Gordon could be back on Thursday. There's one hitter that I wanted to mention that's not getting quite as much buzz. He's only 32% owned, but he's got 20 walks to 30 strikeouts in 42 games. He's got five home runs and three steals. He's batting leadoff. He's, he is Brandon Nimmo, and he's 32% owned for the Mets. He homered yesterday in the second game of the doubleheader. Brandon Nimmo, this one I did get right. He does play on the Mets. I got all those stats correct, and he is 32% owned. How do you feel about Brandon Nimmo? I think he's pretty good. The The problem is he's we, – we run into this quite a bit where a guy's best format is probably points, and I think that's probably true for Brandon Nimmo. And it's going to be really, really hard to get him into your lineup in a points league. Yeah, I don't think a month from now you're going to have any problem finding Nimmo on the waiver wire. Uh, one thing I do like <laughs> I get it, finding Nimmo. Uh one thing I do like nineteen runs scored in twenty three games as a leadoff hitter. So yeah. you want some runs? You always, yeah, I you mean, always want plate appearances. He, we have him in our OBP league, right? I don't, I thought so. I don't think yeah. so. Who? Team hey, Chris, Chris, Chris hasn't visited that page I, since I the a, last time we mentioned Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I made an ad drop in that league yesterday. Is that why we have Nemo? No, I don't <laughs> think so. 
Um, wish. But no, like that would be the, the format, a five outfielder OBP league, because he does have great plate discipline, um, but he's probably not going to hit more than 15 homers. All right, let's look at the bullpen now. Tampa Bay traded Roberto Ozuna for Alex Colomay, and then they traded Alex Colomay and Denard Span to Seattle. So I guess if there's one guy, would it be Jose Alvarado if you were going to pick up somebody? I guess. He's had walk concerns. He doesn't strike as many guys out as you would think. And it's not necessarily a team that's going to give him a ton of save opportunities. So, you know, we've already seen other save opportunities go to, you know, other guys on the team. We've got Luis Garcia, who got a save for the Phillies, and Ryan Tapera for the Blue Jays. Heath, why don't you chime in on the Phillies and the Blue Jays? I think Tapera, um, there was a little bit of talk when we got excited about O and then when Clifford got the job that he was actually the best reliever, and it looks like he's going to get his shot. I think he's the most likely to hold on to it. I still think they should give Sung Wan O a shot again. But uh, Tapera would be the one that I'm most interested in. I'm sorry. I was busy looking up Kyle Crick's stats because it looks like that's who Chris added to our oh, uh, yes. team. And I thought, like, uh, clearly we should talk about Kyle Crick and what he's been doing. Should we? I, I don't I don't know what Kyle Crick's been doing. I don't have any idea why Chris added him. Uh, I, I wrote about him in the waiver wire column yesterday. Oh, that was in reaction to Felipe Vasquez's uh, forearm injury yesterday. But yes. it sounds like he's going to be okay. But if he's not... I think Kyle Crick is the guy to own in the Pittsburgh bullpen. Right, so Felipe Vasquez has forearm discomfort, but they're downplaying it. Uh, Ken Giles did pitch a scoreless ninth and a 5-1 win yesterday. He uh, he was terrible on Sunday, gave up three runs on three hits. Now, Will Harris actually let some of the runners in, and I think the inning started two days ago on Sunday with Ken Giles and, a, and Jose Ramirez and a 17-pitch at bat. So that just completely wore him down. They had to take him out early. Uh, Rysel Iglesias could be back on Wednesday, and the good news for um, Jacob DeGrom is that he pitched so brilliantly yesterday. Thank you, Adam, for talking. Um, And uh, Jairus Familia did not blow a save for him and and ruin a win for DeGrom. Instead, Seth Lugo did it. So it is really annoying to be a DeGrom owner. He's been he's does he lead the NL in ERA? I think he does. He he has like a one four five ERA, and the Mets are like six and five in his starts. It's amazing. Yeah, he just cannot get a win these days. Uh, all right, would you rather have? Did I ask you this? Would you rather have Blake Parker or Ryan Tapera? Uh, Parker. Tapera. I think I might go make that move as we speak in one of my categories leagues. I'm not sure you can do anything else while you speak this morning. I can't even speak, so you just focus that. on speaking. Weddings are fun, <laughs> and, and even for a guy who doesn't drink, like I had just a great time. Uh, Do you dance? Are you a oh, dancer? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Good. Uh, are you? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Do you like wedding music? Because you like such such like indie music. They oh never play yeah, that yeah. No, weddings. like when when Timber comes on. Yeah, they play. They did that. They, they oh did yeah, that is when that. I'm racing to the dance floor when Timber. Once I hear that that harmonica, <laughs> I'm just bowling grannies over so I can get to the dance floor. Yeah, I'm gonna be the outsider here and say that one of the best parts about moving to South Florida away from everyone that I knew is that I didn't have to go to any more weddings. I mean, I can understand being over weddings because I, I think I'm kind of over them now. We had a I had a nice little run. But yeah, we had they're like, fun. We went to like 12 over the span of two years. They're not fun. No, they're very fun. Oh, they're extremely fun. Hey, guys, um, you want to have some fun? 
in just a few weeks, less than a month. Father's Day, Heath, you're the only one that's going to really enjoy that. I've got a great idea for you for Father's Day. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, good. How about an absolutely amazing package from Omaha Steaks? This is an amazing sponsorship. Right now, go to omahasteaks.com, and there's no promo code, but what you do when you go to omahasteaks.com is type FBT in the search bar. And then you will see the Omaha Steaks Father's Day package, and I will tell you what it includes. But this is a really awesome way to, to look. If it's Father's Day, if it, you just want to have, if you just want to grill out, <laughs> if you just want to have some amazing food, go to OmahaSteaks.com and type in FBT in the search bar, and um, it's really convenient. You're going to get it delivered right to your door in an Omaha Steaks cooler. There's a lot of variety. The quality is just all beef. It's, it's USDA inspected for quality and aged for 21 days to unlock the full flavor and the tenderness of the cuts. Here's what you're getting. Two filet mignons. Two top sirloins. Four chicken fried steaks. Two boneless pork chops. Four all-beef Omaha Steak burgers. Four gourmet jumbo franks, 12 ounces of all beef meatballs, one pound of steakhouse fries, four caramel apple tartlets, one Omaha Steaks seasoning packets, and four more grill-ready Omaha Steaks burgers free with your purchase. Did you hear all that stuff I said? That's incredible, and that's all for $49.99. You can feed so many people for $49.99. Go to omahasteaks.com slash FBT. I got the package, and I took a look at the filet mignons, and I was like, yes, let's do this. Do we have to wait for Father's Day? I'm going to get probably another one before then, just so uh, we can we can grill out before Father's Day. But this is an amazing Father's Day package. Go to omahasteaks.com uh, and just type in FBT into the search bar. So omahasteaks.com, type in FBT, all that amazing meat. I've been waiting for this sponsorship for a long time. This is really going to resonate with our listeners. Get on it. FBT in the search bar, forty nine ninety nine for uh, enough to feed like 15 people or more. All right, here we go. Uh, top 10 hitters and pitchers over the last four days since we last spoke to you. Well, the top 10 hitters is, is a lot of high-end guys, so we might do more than 10. But Jose Altuve, Christian Yelich had a big game yesterday. He already stole two bases. And Yelich right now is the number 19 outfielder in points leagues. No, I think it's 19th in Roto and 27th in points. Why? Because he's missed some time. Uh, he's played, I have, I have the notes here somewhere. He's played like 13, uh, 13 fewer games than the Brewers have played. It doesn't matter. Yelich is having a nice season, guys, but it's an interesting season. Because he has, what, six home runs. He's not exactly going on that power binge that maybe we were, I don't, I don't well, want to say that. We, we thought, we, maybe we thought that the home, home field would do a little bit more for his home run total. He's got six home runs right now and, uh, six deals and seven attempts. Yelich. Well, so, he played 156 games last year, 155 the year before. So if we take his six home runs and put them on a 155-game pace, I think it's – yeah, he would be on pace for about 28 homers. Oh, really? So, okay, good. And, and, you know, this – he does have an 18% home run to fly ball rate, which is right in line with his career rate, which is 16%. Uh, given the change in park, you'd expect that to go up, but – he has also continued to reduce his ground ball rate. In 2015, it was 63%. Uh, last year, it was 55%. This year, it's 49.6%. It's the first time he's been under 55% ground ball rate for a season. So 
he is making some of the adjustments that we hoped. It hasn't been extreme, but the the power breakout, I think, is somewhat there. 33 runs in 43 games for Christian Yelich. That's pretty good. All right, other great hitters from uh, the last four days. Altuve, Yelich, Benintendi. He's been really good lately. Tim Anderson. So Tim Anderson has four home runs in his last four games. Heath, he's 72% owned. The 21 games before that, Tim Anderson batted 157 with three homers and three steals in 21 games. He does have more walks this year than he had all of last year. Give me a quick thought on Tim Anderson. He's kind of having a little bit of a Rubenet Odor type year, except Odor this year is just all bad. But he was incredible for, what, three weeks, a month, and then just absolutely unplayable for almost as long, and now he's good again. I would expect he's going to be somewhere in the middle over the rest of the year. I still don't think I have much interest in him in a points league. And the problem is he's not running as much as he was to start the season, and that's why we were really interested in him. Those two kind of come in waves sometimes, but it is definitely worth noting. Tim Anderson had eight steals in his first 15 games. He has three steals in his last 35 games. Mike Trout, Edwin Encarnacion, Evan Gaddis. I got to tell you, I'm really happy I was able to pick up Evan Gaddis. If you dropped Evan Gaddis, shame on you. And he's only 81% owned. Evan Gaddis should be 100% owned. Or as as, as owned as, as, as any catcher that's not Gary Sanchez, basically, right? Or, you know. I'm not saying he's the number two catcher, but any must-start catcher should be 100% owned or close I to I can't it. think of a league where he shouldn't be owned. Right, exactly. Uh Anthony Rendon. Gorky's Hernandez, guys. This kind of came out of nowhere. Over the weekend, he was 9 for 18 with two home runs. And he's on a 10-game hitting streak with 17 hits and four home runs. This is Gorky's Hernandez, Giants outfielder. Yeah, and only one of those home runs came at Coors Field. I don't. Like you said, this came out of nowhere, like past nowhere. We have no reason to believe that Gorky Hernandez <laughs> was a good baseball player. He's 30 years old. He's not a prospect. Uh, I'm I'm going to pass. Yeah, I mean, he is hitting the ball harder, but he's also striking out 30% of the time. So that, that screams selling out for power and not in a way that I'm necessarily excited for. Alright, I'll throw, I won't go in order, I'll just throw out some more interesting names who are in the top 20 in fantasy points over the last four days. Yonder Alonso, Michael Conforto, Javier Baez, Jesus Aguilar, John Jay, Nick Ahmed, Jamer Candelario. Anyone really jump out of your cl- Candelario is only 55% owned. Yeah, Candelario, uh, another guy, kinda like Nemo, that his best format is going to be a points league, and he might not be worth starting in that format. But I don't know. I think he's used like he's going to hit for a high average. I think he can be. He, I think he can t- can continue to be kind of what Yuli Gurriel was last year, and that's a useful player even in roto. Okay, um, I like Conforto. You know, I'm I'm happy that he's hitting the ball pretty well right now. Yeah, and Javier Baez just. It's hard to say. Because the plate discipline is just so bad. He hasn't, I don't think he's walked since like the middle of April. <laughs> it's been like 130 plate appearances really? in a row or something crazy like that. Um, I just don't know if you can, like he's got a ton of RBI. He's hitting, his, his overall numbers are still good, but he was really cold before this. Yeah. All right, that's Javier Baez. Top 10, or we'll, we'll probably do more. Starting pitchers over the last four days. Maybe there's somebody that we missed. Well, we talked about Mengden. We talked about Paxton. Guys, Walker Bueller, seven innings in his last start, and he did that with uh, – did he even throw 90 pitches? Um, 
he's been very efficient. I think that's what's really surprised me is Walker Buehler's not walking anyone. Two straight starts of seven innings without a walk. And this is a guy who had major walk issues. So what you're saying is his name should be Erbuehler? <laughs> the the whole major walk issues thing is interesting. I mean, he doesn't have a very long track record in the minor leagues at all. And so he did, when he came up and pitched in relief last year, walk a lot of batters. In AAA in 2017, he had 4.2 walks per nine, but that was over 23 innings. The rest of the time, it's right around 2.7. Like, I don't think we know enough about Walker Bueller to know that he was going to be a walk problem. So I'm, after 41 innings in the major leagues now, I'm kind of ready to say he's not. The, the bigger issue with Walker Bueller is still, he didn't even reach 100 innings last year. He's already up to 54 this year. I would guess you've got to look at him as if he has 100 innings left. My hope is, the Dodgers just start him until he reaches that mark and shuts him down. My concern would be we get to July, he's got 30 innings, 25 innings left on his arm. They have healthy starting pitchers, and he's in the bullpen. Yeah. Bueller has thrown between 89 and 97 pitches in all of his starts, and that was five innings, five innings, six, six, five, seven, and seven innings. He's just been He's at Coors this week, so yuck. Yeah, one of his good starts recently was against the Rockies, but it was at home. Mike Leake, Joe Musgrove, Kyle Hendricks, Ross Stripling, Patrick Corbin. That was nice to see. Seven innings, uh, seven strikeouts, no runs, four hits. Uh, I don't think any runs. Uh, yeah, I think one run. Sorry. Mike fulton How about Mike fulton really good at Fenway? And how about Sean Newcomb pretty bad at Fenway? What do you think about that? I didn't start Newcomb, so I— I, I just I don't want to start any left-handed starting pitcher at Fenway against that lineup. It's just a disaster waiting to happen. One guy you kind of glossed over that didn't strike anybody out over the last week, but did have a very nice two-start week. That's Mike Leake. Gave up two earned runs in 14 and two-thirds innings. I I don't think he's a bad guy in a points league to keep on your roster and just start him against good matchups. All right, and we got to talk about uh, Caleb Smith and Trevor Cahill. They pitched yesterday. Uh, I had a, let's see, one other prospect that I wanted to talk about, maybe two. Nick Kingham is going to start today. Kingham with Devon Nova on the DL. Kingham is 40% owned. Do you want to pick him up? Would you rather pick up Kingham or Shane Bieber? Let's start with that. Probably Kingham because there's a, I would say a better chance that he's more immediately thrown into the, the role that you would hope to see him in. Uh, Bieber has to prove himself and, you know, he, he doesn't have – so we, we didn't really talk about him. He has three walks in yeah. 63 innings, I think, this season. He had 10 in 173 last season. He's a fourth-round pick. Not a big prospect. Wasn't in Scott's top 100 fantasy prospects coming into the season. Wasn't a top 100 prospect anywhere. I think baseball perspectives had him as the Indians' number five prospect. Um so it's going to be interesting if he can do the Daniel Mangden, Miles Michaelis thing and just not walk anyone, get enough strikeouts, um, and, you know, limit hard contacts. It's the same thing Shamanai is doing this season. Okay, so Shane Bieber, yeah, 110 ERA, three walks, and 61 strikeouts and 65 and a third so far this year. One other guy, Colorado called up Ryan McMahon. He's playing second base. And LeMayhew is on the mend, so I'm guessing we're not rushing to pick out pick up Ryan McMahon. No, he needs to have a big week. Okay. They're home all week. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, I forgot to mention one thing in the bullpen. 
Don Mattingly did express some concern about Brad Ziegler. It was just awful last time out. Weird. <laughs> you, been, think, you think Brad Ziegler might not be good, Don? He's been a disaster all season. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what they're waiting for beyond just like someone offer us the 29th best relief pitcher in your organization. Well, who would you pick up in the Marlins bullpen? Bearclaw? Probably. The problem is they have three guys who are basically the same. Bearclaw, Drew Steckenrider, and, and uh, Tyron Guerrero. I would guess Bearclaw just because he's been there longer. Okay. Uh, I wanted to read some emails since we haven't spoken to the people in a long time. See if we have time for Team Name Tuesday today. We should. This is from Kennesaw Mountain Landis. Uh, I don't remember the guy's real name, but he wants to be an old school commissioner, so... He says, "Dear Happy Peter, Fay, and Bud, I don't know who Happy is, but the other he must be He's a commissioner. A commissioner. I don't never heard of him. Um, this Anthony Rizzo play needs to be reevaluated, and I think Rizzo should be suspended and fined. And I think Joe Madden is obnoxious and owes Little League, Pony League, USSA, and all of youth baseball a formal apology for saying." That's what's wrong with the game is the fans don't know the rules and that kids should be taught to slide that way. Really, Joe? Ha, 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 ha. I'm glad you're not coaching my son. No, that's not what we teach, nor should an MLB manager. I think it's him that doesn't know the rules. Uh, absolutely terrible and the ignorance of the most overrated manager in the game. So this was reviewed. Yeah, it was reviewed and uh, I don't know how. Like, it seems to be plainly against the rules. I don't know how they... I thought the... and This... I mean, maybe I don't know the rule. I thought the rule was that you had to touch the base. You yep. could not slide so far to the baseline that you could not touch the base. I think it was within the rules. I think you're right. I don't know. If it is, it's an awful rule. I like, mean, that's plainly dangerous and again, and, and against the spirit of whatever, like, there's no reason that should be legal and what happened to Buster Posey isn't. Here's, here's the thing. That slide has been taught in baseball for decades. Mm-hmm. It's not, it may be against the new spirit of the rule or the new spirit of the game. Historically, it's well within the history I of just, the game. Like it is what has been taught for a hundred years. I get that that's what we do at second base, but I don't think catchers are ready for that. I, I mean, yeah. I never liked the the I never liked the break up the double play thing. I always thought it was a dangerous, stupid, antiquated rule. I'm glad they got rid of it. If you don't want to ground into a double play, don't ground into a double play. I never got the concept of, oh, all right, well, now we can just take out a, a fielder to break up the double play, whether that happened at second base or, in this case, home plate. But it was within the rules. He didn't really go out of the way. It was dangerous, and it is stupid, and it probably it probably should be treated the same way second base is treated. But I, I, don't, I didn't really like what Madden said. I kind of agree with Kennesaw Mountain Landis about Madden's tone. I'm not going to go as far as to say – that he's the most overrated manager in the game and he's ignorant I mean, and all that, but he's he, defending his guy. He, he's that's exactly that's, like, that's that's what you're supposed to do as a manager. He can't yeah. come out and say, No, Rizzo was dirty, I'm gonna bench him. No, for but it. you don't have to say that the problem with the game is that the fans don't understand that this is uh or whatever he said, you know, which is uh, to the effect of what I'm saying, that the fans don't understand that this is the way it's supposed to be played. Like I, I think he probably took it a little bit too far, unless he really feels that way, in which case I, I would have to disagree. Well, yeah, I think he he's an old baseball guy. There are more and more rules that are being changed to get away from old baseball stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if he feels that way at all. Yeah. Uh, all right, this is from Antoine. While DeYoung is on my DL, I have Cozart. He's been kind of mad. Would you rather have Cozart or Scott Kingery? I'll take Cozart. I, 
I think Kingery probably has more upside if if you're looking for that. Kingery is doing nothing. Yeah, nothing. Like we we I still like the skill set eventually, but you know he's he's getting a lot of singles. Yeah. Uh, this is from Taylor. Best long-term potential to hold their job: Alvarado, Tapera, Neris, or Dominguez. Tapera. Not yeah, Neris. Not Neris, guys. No, nah, there's a lot of competition there. I think Neris will hold his job. I just don't think his job involves getting every save. Okay. How about a question from Joe in South Louisiana? Dear Bruce Arnold and Sylvester. Who's, who's your favorite? If you're going to watch a Bruce Arnold or Sylvester, yeah, I can't speak. Who's your favorite? Uh, Bruce, for sure. I have no idea what this is. Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone. Chris. Oh, I was thinking Sylvester the Cat. Oh, my God. Did you <laughs> lose your man card Chris. anymore? Uh, Bruce. It's, it's definitely <laughs> yeah. Bruce. Bruce he, is the only one that's actually an actor. Yeah, yeah but I like uh, I like no, Arnold movies no, better. No, sorry. Sly Stallone. He, like has, he has the best movie. I, I agree. Slice Alone has the best movie. Yeah. And 30 years ago, Slice Alone was an actor. I, I think Bruce is the only one that still is. <sighs> Sly was good in Creed, man. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. It might he have been the best acting performance of his career. I don't know that Terminator 2 is not better than Rocky. Is that a controversial take? No, they're, they're different. They are. Okay, here's the question. I own Delano to Shields. Would you rather have the Shields or Malik Smith? Delino. Deshilds. Delino Deshilds. It wasn't even me this time. That's awesome. Uh, this is uh, from somebody with no name. Rank the following Braves young guns. Sean Newcombe, Louise Gohera, Mike Sorotoka, and uh, we could just do anything we want with Fultonevich. But Newcomb oh, Gohara. Yeah, Fultinovich. You just did. Nukem Gohara, uh, Soroka Fulton. Yeah. Oh, that order. Yep. Okay. From Matt, so, uh, I just watched Brockmire. I need another suggestion. I suggest trial and error. It's even better than Brockmire. The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Marvelous Miss Maisel is very good. From Nick, would you rather have Brian Dozier or Cody Bellinger in a categories league? Dozier. In a categories league. Uh, yeah, second base is enough. I still think first base will be good, even though it's been awful. All right, and a couple more emails. Chris says, hey, Peralta, Boyle, and Holtz. I know that one. Yeah, it's Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Forget Paul Goldschmidt. Can we talk about Byron Buxton as one of the biggest busts of this year? Should Buxton be dropped, or is he just a hold and wait at this point? I'm holding but you know what's coming in the second half. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's tough to hold him, but yep. Buxton has been so bad. And this is from Matt from the Great White North. Which is the better dynasty duo, Betts and Acuna or Harper and Vlad Jr.? Betts, Betts and Acuna, Betts and Acuna yep. or Harper and Vlad? You, you like Betts' side? Yep. Okay. Uh, who's going to win the finals? Um, the Warriors. The Warriors are. In five. Hopefully it's as compelling as the conference finals were. Um, that's a good game. That was a great game last night. I love Steph Curry. Like, I, I, I love watching Durant, but if, but I prefer Curry. Yes. I think most of America does. Yeah, it was fun to watch him win that game. 
All right. Uh, I think we'll come back to team name Tuesday. Let's talk about yesterday's pitchers. The three-man rotation. David Price struggled coming off of two great starts in a row. Do you trust David Price at Houston this weekend? Also, there is a spider on my laptop right now, and I am terrified. <laughs> I, I would spiders. prefer not to trust David Price at Houston this week, but I do trust him rest of season. I don't even know what to do right now. Like, I can't kill it. Does everybody what? hate Just me for kill it? kill it. Everybody's going to hate me. I can't kill it. What? Of course you should kill it. Go yeah, away. Yeah, they eat mosquitoes and, and various household pests. Kill it. Luke Weaver, I, oh, I cannot. Listen, you you had you had some whiskey this weekend. I'm Man not up, killing kill the spider. It. Not killing it. Uh, Luke Weaver went four innings, gave up four runs at Milwaukee. You know, you you, you got to be good, Luke Weaver. There's a there's a rotation surplus here. Any thoughts on him? He's got the Pirates this weekend. Big big start for him. Yeah. I'm not going to hold a start at Miller Park against somebody. I'm no. just not so sure he's that good. I mean, I yeah, he might be their sixth best starter. Disappointing at this point. Yeah, Jack Flaherty had a great start last time out. Was that over the weekend? I don't know if we talked about that. May have been before like, that. Jack Flaherty is last year's Luke Weaver. Right. Uh, and I'm gonna tie the skags right into a big fat loss this weekend because he was terrible yesterday. He'll be at, te- he'll be home against Texas this weekend. I think he's been better at home than on the road, but overall, good year from Skaggs. What'd you make of his struggles yesterday at Detroit? I, I, don't think there's much to it. I haven't dug into it, but that just happens sometimes. Right. Yeah. Was... He's not the type of pitcher to where this type of start is an outlier. Like these, when you regularly pitch five and two thirds or six innings, um, you're going to have some, some stinkers. Would you rather have Ross Stripling or Tyler Skaggs? Skaggs. Skaggs. Joe Musgrove or Skaggs? Skaggs. Skaggs and Roto, Westgrove and points. Alright, uh, some fringy starting pitchers, part one. So these guys are 52 to 78% on. We've basically talked about most, if not all of them. Well, not really actually. I'm not sure why this first guy is a fringe starting pitcher. I agree. If I see Vince Velasquez in any league, I'm adding him. Scott and I said that last week. Uh, did like, he have I'm, a no-hitter I'm, going into the sixth yesterday? Yeah, I'm not sure Tyler Skaggs is better than him. He's not. The ownership like, percentage is pretty similar. Skaggs is 86, Velasquez is 78. That's a huge difference. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, you know, Velasquez doesn't go deep into games. Well, neither does Tyler Skaggs. Uh, but Velasquez is the better strikeout pitcher. He's been really, really good. Basically, he's had two bad starts it's been this the Braves. season. The Braves have killed him. Everything else has been fine, I think. Yeah, he's allowed 10 earned runs in 13 earned runs and three starts against the Braves. Well, he had one good start against them. Okay, guys. Uh, so rank these four. Velasquez, Caleb Smith, Trevor Cahill, Marco Gonzalez. Velasquez, Caleb Smith, Trevor Cahill, Marco Gonzalez. I think you did. I think I'd probably go Gonzalez over Cahill, uh, but I don't feel terribly strongly about it either way. Do you feel like you want to add any of these guys who pitched yesterday? Brandon McCarthy, Matt Boyd, Lance Lynn, or Chad Cool? Brandon McCarthy, Matt Boyd, Lance Lynn, Chad Cool. I think McCarthy's better than he's pitched, but I think there's a chance he just loses his job soon. Yeah, I, I, Boyd, I've come around on to the point of I'm, I'm willing to add him when he has two starts or when he has a decent matchup. I don't dislike his matchup against Toronto this weekend. He would be my favorite of the group. How about in deeper leagues? These guys are owning less than 30% of leagues. Domingo Herman, 
Brent Suter and Alex Cobb. I mean, Herman as a, as a spark is definitely still usable. I don't, I don't really know what to make of Suter. I've gotten interested and given up on him multiple times already this year. I don't think there's a ton of upside there, but he could be someone that, again, kind of like Boyd, like this week he's at the White Sox. I wouldn't feel terrible about running them out there. Who's that, Suter? Yes. Okay. Um, we're going to look at today's matchups. I think we've got some time for Team Name Tuesday. Oh, that was, that was really awkward. Sorry, guys. Um, how about Soto Popinski? Sure. Excellent. Yeah, that's a really good one. I am supposed to sing this Team Name Tuesday to the beginning of, to the chanting at the beginning of the Lion King Circle of Life. Uh, I think it's Shamanaya Hyunjin Shamanaya. Shamanaya Hyunjin Shamanaya. <laughs> can I, can I go with a, uh, with a Disney one? Yeah. For Domingo Erman. Somehow I'll make Erman out of you. What is that from? Mulan? No. Never saw it. Never saw it. You don't know Mulan? That, you. Offended. Shut up, Delino DeShilds. Uh, Dave. Shut up every name on this podcast. <laughs> Dave has Panic at the Frisco and Batances with Wolves. Dave, those are funny, but they are not original. You gotta step it up, my man. Um, we've got, let's see, that one I cannot read. It is a terrible rubber. Finding Nemo, and it's tearing up my heart when I'm with you, with Julio Tehran and you Darvish's name in there. That's from Samir. He did want me to sing it. I cannot sing today. Thank you for Team Name Tuesday, everybody. It's time to look at today's matchups. And we've got a busy week, by the way. Every team in action yesterday. We actually had 16 games yesterday. So another busy day today, beginning at 6, 10 p.m. Eastern with the White Sox and the Indians. Lucas Giolito at Mike Clevenger. Start Clevenger. Charlie Morton at CC Sabathia. Uh, Matt Morton. Yes. John Lester at Nick Kingham. I'll start Lester. Yeah, I will too. What about Kingham? I'd rather not. Yeah. Jeremy Hellickson at Dylan Bundy. It's a tough matchup for Bundy. Uh, he's been much better lately. He's coming off the 14 strikeout game. Yeah, he was. Or has he had one since time. then? I think it's going to be hard to bench him, but it's going to be hard to trust him against the Nationals too. I'm going to say something that. I'll start getting tweets about 9.30 tonight about, but I don't think it's a terrible idea to start Hellickson. No, I mean, yeah. yeah the the Orioles have terrible plate discipline, and they're not hitting very well. If They've been a, awful. If you need awful. a quality start, you're probably not going to get it from Hellickson. Because he, I mean, he he very rarely, I think once he's pitched six innings, and he throws like 80 pitches. Uh, yeah, he's gotten up to 93 once, but... 75 pitches. He gave up one run. He threw 75 pitches last time out. But, yeah, he's – what's his ERA, Jeremy Hellickson? He's really been very good. Uh, Nick Tropiano at Michael Fulmer. I'll start both. Yeah. Marco Estrada at Rick Porcello. Rick Porcello's got to pull out of this. I'm starting Porcello nervously. Steven Matz at Aaron Sanchez. Anibal Sanchez. Uh, Nope. No. No, I mean, Anibal Sanchez I was using as a SPARP, but beyond that. Michael Wacha at Zach Davies. Would prefer not to start Waka at Miller Park, but in a points league, it's not the 
it's not the end of the world. Twins at Royals. Kyle Gibson's at Danny Duffy. No. I'll start Kyle Gibson. Um, okay. Sh- uh, Jeff Samarja at Kyle Freeland. No. You know, Samarja, <laughs> Samarja has like a crazy good history at Coors Field, doesn't he? I, it I remember matter. something like that, but he's been, yeah. he just hasn't had it this year since coming back from the injury. Under no circumstances are we starting Jeff Samarja, but just for fun, since you all love baseball and love useless stats, let's go ahead and look up Jeff Samarja's career numbers at Coors Field. And while I do that, let me read, uh, Reds at Diamondbacks, Luis Castillo at Zach Godley. I'm, I'm not giving up on Godley yet. Start them both. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like it. Um, Rays at A's, Blake Snell at Daniel Gossett. Like Snell. Yes. Dan Straley at Tyson Ross. Start them both. Yeah. You are facing Dan Straley in the For the People League. Scott picked him up, and uh, we're, we're starting him at the Padres. Austin Bebens Dirks at Felix Hernandez. I'm starting oh, no. Felix. Okay. And one more game. Jake Arietta at Kenta Maeda. I'll start both. Career yeah. at – yeah, go ahead. We were wrong. About what? I think Jake Arrieta might been, or Jeff Samarja might have been good at Coors Field last year, but he has a 487 ERA there. That's good. That's not that bad. Actually, you know what I think it is? <laughs> no, he had an 1191 ERA last year there. I right. That's, I think he was great before last what year. What were you thinking? He was great before last year at Coors Field. Uh, last year, not so much, and we're not starting Samarja anyway. Okay, uh, that's it, guys. Anything else you want, to, you want to talk about? I hope about? you can deliver an outro appropriate for the level of this show. <laughs> well, I don't know how I'm going to pronounce either of your names wrong. So, uh, I for, believe in you. For Scott, Dave, and Jamie, I'm Nick Costos, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on the Sportsline DFS podcast. See ya.